Hey, spooky people. It's us. <laughs> Emily. And Marissa. I still don't think we got the hang of our intros. I feel like it's always awkward every time we try to do it. Well, we are awkward anytime we try to do anything. <laughs> Fun fact about us, we're not good at stuff. Anyway, Emily, what podcast is this? <laughs> this is Unknown Compelling Force. Unknown Compelling Force. <laughs> Where Marissa just starts randomly singing dumb things. You're like, um... Jess Day? Yeah. Yeah. I forgot. I was just going to say <laughs> Zoe Deschanel because I forgot her. If you haven't show. watched New Girl, I'm exactly like Zoe Deschanel and New Girl. <laughs> I, I, and she's awkward as fuck, too. She, you would be surprised how often I get that, actually. Yeah. Because I really, you know, yeah, I just no, sing yeah. everything. And I actually, people say that a lot. And you do be awkward. I, re- I really do. And <gasps> I started dating my roommate named Nick. <gasps> Oh my god, I am just day. Oh Except goodness. my Nick is way better than Nick Miller. Like I love Nick Miller, but he's a he is your Nick is just too good for this world. He is the engineer on the Hot Mess Express. And <laughs> he's our tech stooge too. And my Nick is a fantastic Nick. Oh yeah, Nick, our your Nick is our tech stooge. As of Saturday, he has a master's degree, okay? Yeah. I What does Nick Miller have? Half a zombie novel? Okay. Alcoholism? Yes, well. (laughs) (laughs) All right, anyway, back to the point, which is not my life. This week, we are finally talking about what, Emily? Skinwalkers. We are finally talking about skinwalkers. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to talk about this. I have had like three people ask me when the fuck we're doing skinwalkers because that's the only time they'll be interested in our <laughs> podcast, which was such a backhanded compliment at my own family members and I friends. I was going to say, <clears throat> Dylan. Dylan. <laughs> they're, they're only going to listen to that one episode and that's it. We'll see a little bit of a spike in the views and it's just from like Dylan and the other two people that asked you. The other two people, yeah. <laughs> Literally, yeah. So anyway, here we are with skinwalkers. Um, this episode's going to be a little bit different. Since we're both talking about the same topic, we're not going to each take turns. We're just going to kind of talk about the lore of Skinwalkers together, and then we're going to take turns just reading some Skinwalker stories. Because honestly, that's the best part. (laughs) It's just like reading people's actual encounters, which are so fucking terrifying and so cool. Yeah, but like obviously y'all need a little bit of a background first before we get into it, because I think it's important to know where... Uh, skinwalkers come from, you know? Yeah. And Emily had to do some research for this. I kind of didn't because I probably already know too much about skinwalkers, so I just am going to say all the things I already know. Yeah, uh, that's mainly my thing is I just really wanted to make sure that I get the information correct regarding, yeah. like, the Native American lore. Right. Because that's one of the major foremost things we should talk about here is that skinwalkers are a Navajo legend and... In Navajo culture, you are not supposed to talk about them. So it's kind of like, like the the first rule of Fight Club, the first <laughs> rule of Skinwalkers is you don't talk about Skinwalkers. Yes. Because it's like if you talk about them, like it gives them power, especially if you use like their native name, mm-hmm. it's bad luck. But mm-hmm. it also is more likely to bring them around. So it's like fucking Beetlejuice and Voldemort and Fight Club. One hundred percent. All rolled into one. I know that you know it's not just the Navajo Nation that has. Skinwalkers as um, a big part of their folklore, and it's also the Apache people, the Pueblo, basically a bunch of tribes that are centered in like the Midwest, the four corner states. yeah, and the four corner states, um, like Pueblos, Colorado. Um, 
Yeah, like the four corner states are what Utah, Colorado, New Mexico, and Arizona. Yes. Yeah. So that's not like Idaho. We not, talked about this earlier. <laughs> no, those are potatoes. Is what you're thinking of. Um, so the four corner states is is where most of this takes place, which is in the Southwest United States. I've never been yep. over to that side of the country because I'm boring and poor. Went to Colorado a few times, um, mostly when I was younger, when my grandparents lived out there. It was, like, desert-y, but it was also very city-like, okay. too, because it wasn't, like... See, all I know was very populated, Colorado so. is, like, snowboarding. So all I think when I think Colorado's is, like, snowy mountains. I forget that it's, like, a fucking desert state. Yeah, no, when we went, like, it's really... It was really warm, but once you start going into the mountains, it gets chillier. Well, yeah. Elevation works that way. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right, we uh, we digress, but what else is new? So, let's talk about skinwalkers for real. So, I don't even know where to start. There's I, so much lore. I just wanted to start where, how the Navajo people kind of describe the skinwalker, because that's really where, you know, this whole thing comes from. So, I'm gonna believe that over anything else well well, yeah they're they're literally they pass stories down verbally is what i've heard so it's especially skinwalkers isn't something that they talk about so information about them is obviously only coming from navajo people because it's their culture but also it's kind of hard to come by but basically the word skinwalker is derived from the navajo word and i know i'm going to butcher this i looked it up Okay, I was okay. listening to, like, five different things trying to figure out which one was the right pronunciation. I would never even try. It's so. gonna be wrong, but... There are a lot of apostrophes in there. It's called Yi Naloshi. Yi Naloshi. Probably I, not. And th- if I'm not mistaken, that name means with it, he goes on all fours? Yeah, it means by means of it, he goes on all fours. Yes. And the Yi Naloshi, again, I'm sorry, <laughs> is one of many varieties of skinwalkers, uh, that are called, oh god, I can't even, I'm not even going to try to pronounce this, Antigeny. Where is that? Antigeny. I tried looking that one up, but I couldn't, like, find it anywhere on the internet telling oh, me how to pronounce yeah. it. Okay, so the name means, with it, he goes on all fours. Because a person who either was a medicine man or studied from a medicine man and then went down the wrong path, became evil, and then now they wear the pelts of yep. predator animals, and it kind of gives them the power to become that animal. And they usually use animals that are predators. Like, yeah. they use a lot of it is coyotes, yep. wolves, wolves. Uh, bears, maybe? Or I don't know if they have um, bears. Other creatures there. that are like associated with bad omens and death. Yes. I'm pretty sure, but you do see um, Native Americans that will incorporate animal fur into their traditional wear, but that it's not, like, from animals that are are predators. Right. So, like, so, rabbits. Yes. Stuff like that. That was the thing, is that in Navajo culture, you're not allowed to wear the pelt of a predator animal, mm-hmm. only prey. So, like, buckskin, rabbit, rabbit pelts, things like that are allowed, but once it's, like, a coyote or a predator animal, it's not a, you can't do that, because mm-hmm. that's what the skinwalkers do. Mm-hmm. So, as with a lot of things, the Skinwalker legends vary. Like, some say that by wearing these pelts, they can mimic the appearance and sound of the animal. Some say that they completely transform into that animal, and they can transform between human and animal, kind of like an Animagus from Harry Potter. Yep, yep. Which I know J.K. Rowling caught a lot of flack for that. Oh, uh, girl. 
I'm JK Rowling you. has caught a lot of flack for a lot of things and she deserves it. I'm telling you because when you talk about the Voldemort thing, you're talking about the how you can't mention skinwalkers when she talks about the boggart boggarts that can oh. shift into what you fear. It is believed that she's gotten that from the skinwalker from legend. From the skinwalker legend. See, I thought that when I read this, I thought that they were talking about Animagus and that how too. they transform into animals. That too, but Animagus aren't always seen as evil. The Bogart, the Bogarts are Bogarts seen are as distinctly evil. Yeah, because they turn into something that you fear. Right. Um, and they feed off of that. So right. she's got a lot of, I think she got a lot of her information off of like native culture. Could be. But, you know. <laughs> but either way, so like I said, sometimes they can completely transform into the animal and go back and forth at will. Sometimes they just transform into that one particular animal they've chosen, like an animagus. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they can put on different pelts of different animals, and some days they're a bear, some days they're a coyote, mm-hmm. like just depending on what they're feeling, what kind of abilities they want. And some of the legends actually say that they can possess animals or people and control them for brief periods. So, like, if you make eye contact with a skinwalker, they can either, like, they put you in kind of a trance, Mm -hmm. and that they can either, like, put you into, like, a fear trance, and they, like, feed off your fear and Mm -hmm. become stronger or Mm -hmm. whatever, or that they can actually possess you and control you and control your, like, thoughts, actions temporarily. Either way, they are the actual epitome of evil. And mm-hmm. they are, like, the stark enemy of the Navajo people. You don't talk about them. If they come around, you can fucking kill them. And, like, that's not a thing that's super common in the Navajo tradition, that you can't just kill people at will. But and in I this also case, you read, can. And I also read that it's very hard to kill a skinwalker. Yes. I read that you could possibly do it with a knife or a bullet dipped in white ash, yes. but that it isn't always guaranteed to actually kill the thing. So, And in a lot of cases, if... A skinwalker makes you a target for whatever reason, whether you just stumble across them and it pisses them off, they kind of attach to you for whatever reason, they will keep following you. Mm-hmm. And there are stories of Navajo people who have to keep moving because the skinwalker keeps finding them. Yep. And they'll show up on their ranch or outside their doorstep or follow their car and they're like, shit, he found me again, I gotta move again. So we're really taking a gamble for you guys. But also we live in New York, so (laughs) I don't think they really... But there were some threads online that I was reading that they think it's possible that skinwalkers are kind of spreading just to be able to take advantage of people who don't know about them. Mm, Makes sense. Because, like, a lot of the Navajo and people who live in that region and live on or near reservations know about them and... And if something were to happen, they would yeah. know what they, they would, they'd know it was, it was a skinwalker. But if it happened up here, people would be like, wow, look at that weird fucking dog. And they'd be dead. <laughs> weird fucking dog. <laughs> um. <laughs> Whoa, that's a big dog. That's a weird ass dog. I kind of want to pet it. So, yo, me as fuck. There were so many stories I was reading that was just like, look at that big wolf. It's clearly a skinwalker. And I'm like, y'all just don't know how big wolves are. So, some legends say that skinwalkers will, like, have their own kind of secret tribes and meetings, but then others say they just, like, kind of walk among you every day and are normal people, then Mm -hmm. that become skinwalkers at night. Mm -hmm. But a lot of them kind of seem like they're just a skinwalker all the time. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, a werewolf scenario. Yeah. Like, some say that it's, like, you have a normal day-to-day life, but then become a skinwalker at night, but then a lot of them seem like it's just... An all-the-time thing. And I've read some stories where I think they've been seen sort of during the daytime. Yeah, same. And, like, the same one over and over. Like, it doesn't seem like that's a part-time gig. (laughs) 
Being a skinwalker is not a part-time gig, okay? You commit to that shit. Yeah, I don't think it's something that just switches with the light of day. Right. <laughs> so, skinwalkers in general, what they do, what they look like, etc. There are a million different stories about what skinwalkers are doing, what they get up to in their skinwalking time. Sometimes they're just, like, out in the wild attacking people or just kind of, like, freaking people out. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're coming up and, like, tapping on people's windows and, like, mm -hmm. outside their houses, making freakish noises. A lot of freakish noises. Apparently they smell like total ass. Yes, they smell they like smell rotting so flesh. They fucking bad, yeah. Yeah, is that a lot of times you'll hear them or smell them before yeah. you see them. Yeah. And some, a lot of stories involve them running alongside cars mm -hmm. or, like, running across the road and then turning back. A lot of them involve driving. <laughs> and I don't know if that's just because out in that part of the country, There's just things so are so road. sparse. Yeah. yeah, and people are driving through the desert and stuff all the time and driving through reservations and there's just a lot of nothing. Mm -hmm. And that's where the skinwalkers hang out, in the middle of the nothing. Probably. And then they're either preying on passing cars or just freaking people out or people just happen to cross paths with them accidentally. Like, he's just on his midnight run. Yeah. <laughs> he's just trying to vibe and then you almost ran him over. Um, or they're running along behind your car or alongside your car trying to kill you or whatever. Uh, so the appearance of skinwalkers changes kind of based on each sighting. In most stories, they seem like they look like a normal animal at first glance, but are usually a lot bigger. Mm -hmm. But then once you get closer or the person gets a better look, they just look kind of wrong. Yeah. So it's like one of those things where like the longer you look, you realize how wrong it is. Yeah. And you're like, like at first glance, like, oh yeah, that's a coyote. Wait, no, what, wait, what is that? Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> really hairy like, man. One of the really notable details is that the eyes are always wrong and that the mm -hmm. eyes are always way too human yes. and sometimes the whole face just isn't quite animal enough yep and that the hands and feet usually by the time you look at the hands and feet it's almost like human hands but with like claws mm -hmm. so picture like a coyote with human eyes and like oversized like overly long limbs like it's mm -hmm. a cross between a normal coyote and a person down on all fours yeah and then it's got, like, fur and, like, the coyote face, but then human eyes and then, like, hands and stuff, and it's just not quite right. You ever see that dog that looked like Steve Buscemi? Yep. <laughs> That's just all I can think about right now. <laughs> um, and then just, like, the overall stature or body language of it is wrong because it looks just not quite right. Yep. A lot of times the eyes also glow red, yellow, or orange if it's hit with a light. And it's kind of like a half, like I said, like a half person, half animal hybrid, but not like a werewolf. Yes. Like this is not Derek Hale, the sexiest werewolf of all time. <laughs> they don't go full werewolf. They do not go full wolf. Uh, also, the sounds, like I said, they make a lot of freakish noises. There's a lot of like animalistic screeching and shrieks and cries. Usually if it's impersonating a human, the voice is just slightly off. It's always like the sound of someone doing a very convincing or a very convincing impersonation of mm -hmm. somebody, but it's just not quite right. Yeah, like it really is believable, but it's like, wait, there's something about it. Exactly. And again, it's one of those things that you might not notice right away. It's just kind of like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. um, and if it's impersonating an animal, it's not quite the animal's noise, like if it's impersonating a dog, it's not quite barking. 
it's just very obviously like a human doing a convincing dog bark. Yeah, which, which I've seen a lot of white terrifying. men do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the alpha, alpha male bark. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of the descriptions of the sounds, I wish, like, even just reading the descriptions is creepy enough. Oh, yeah. I don't know, like, do you have, have you ever done that thing where you're looking at someone and you decide to look at their ear instead? No. And you just focus your eyes on their ears? No. Just to kind, so you're looking at them, but not quite, and they can't place why you look so weird? No. Like, it freaks people <laughs> out. I was doing it to Nick the other night. So, like, so, like, look at me. So, like, if we're talking. Yeah. And I'm just looking at, like, like, at you like this the whole time? Yeah, you can tell, like, I can tell that you're not looking into my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're looking past me. And almost. it's unsettling, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is. And plus you're, like, not blinking. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's unsettling. And it's just, like, that kind of thing where it takes you a second to place it, and the longer you look, the more you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. And this is also, this is usually happening at night in the wild. Oh, yeah. When you're, like, outside your house at night or out in the fucking wilderness. Yeah. You're encountering an enormous fucking animal most of the time, or it's running alongside your car, and then you look at it and you're like, that's not actually what it is. So sometimes they first appear as a human dressed in animal skin and then they're like transforming into the animal mm-hmm. or vice versa. You see them as an animal and then either you look back and suddenly it's a person or you see it transform. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the times that it's just like they're almost like three quarters in yeah. animal. Like they're kind of sort of trying to transform but it like didn't really go all the way. <laughs> yeah. It's like they're almost fully an animal. It's like yeah. great value coyote. <laughs> it reminds me a lot of the not deer, actually. Like, have do you know anything about the not deer? No. Oh, sis! No, I seriously don't. But I was... we live so near the Appalachians. Girl, I am from New Jersey. Which is near the Appalachians. Central Jersey. Okay, so the not deer is kind of like similar to the skinwalker in a way. So this is in the Appalachian Mountains in the whole Appalachian region, the not deer. Which, at first, it looks like a deer, but then you realize it's just not quite right. Mm-hmm. Which, maybe we'll do, like, a whole episode on that another time. But it's, like, the limbs are too long, or it stands up on its hind legs and walk away, or it's just acting really fucking bizarre. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of, like, attempted explanations. Like, have you heard of the zombie deer? Yes. Yeah, so With it's... a tick. C- yes. So it's kind of like the zombie deer thing, but it's, like, almost intentional. And, like... They're usually bigger than they should be. They're mm-hmm. usually, like, almost squaring off with people. Mm. Or they're just, like, kind of standing in the road not letting people pass. And they're just don't look right. Like, the face isn't quite right. Mm-hmm. The limbs are wrong. The stature isn't right. So it's kind of like a not deer. Which, if you're around here, you know about the not deer. Maybe it's because when my mom and dad went on vacation somewhere up north, um, my mom decided to feed a bunch of deer M&Ms. Why would you do that? She why said would, they like them. Why would you give them chocolate? She, she said they like them. <laughs> I don't think chocolate is good for any animal. No, they probably went off and croaked, but she she thought it was Your nice. Your mom's a murderer. She's basically the Tylenol killer of deer. But with Eminem, <laughs> she was having a good time. Having a good time, having a good time. Okay. I love Freddie Mercury. <laughs> Encounters with skinwalkers. Yes. Can go a number of ways. With one, obviously, being, uh, they kill you. Death. <laughs> Death! Um, like I said before, it said that you shouldn't make eye contact with them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, like, they could kill you, 
Or you could kill them, like you talked about, with a knife or a bullet dipped in white ash. That's Mm -hmm. common. I mean, not, not probably commonly done. No. But a common remedy that they talk about. Yeah. Also, apparently, if you can learn the skinwalker's name and say it, that kills them. (gasps) Whoa. So kind of like with a demon, where like if you say their name, it kills them, takes away their power. Um, like and in after the Conjuring Two, exactly like in the Conjuring Two, the worst of the Conjuring movies. You, don't at by me. the way, the third one's coming out very, very soon. <gasps> how soon? Like this month. Wait, what? I haven't even. How have I I'm not, not seen even any joking? I'm so unaware of what's happening in movie theaters. I didn't even know movie theaters were like a thing. Anymore. I know. Apparently, it's going in theaters. <laughs> also, if you have an encounter with a skinwalker, the most important thing that they talk about is that you have to be blessed or given protection from the skinwalkers by the chief or the medicine man of the tribe. They need to, like, perform a yeah. little ritual mm-hmm. and give you, like, some tokens that will keep you protected. Mm-hmm. So, if you ever have an encounter with a skinwalker, call up your local Navajo and see if they know the chief or medicine man who can help you out, or it might keep following you forever. Yep. Anyway. Is that an adequate rundown? Those are all the things that I just know. I don't know. I'm sure there's more. <laughs> I, I, th- I think based on the access we have, um, which is just, you know, the internet, hopefully it's all right. If you guys are from, you know, any sort of tribe anywhere and you got, you know, skinwalker beliefs within your culture or something that's very similar... Tell us about it. Please do. Not Give us that knowledge. If we were wrong, if we missed something, if you've got a personal story, please let us know. Yeah, just going to stick that plug in here real quick. Uh, don't forget, if you've got spooky stories, please send them to ucf.pod at gmail.com or DM us or what the fuck ever at UCF podcast on Instagram and Twitter. We want to hear literally all of your creepy stories. We love all the spookiness. We True. It doesn't even matter what kind of spookiness. We got murder. We got fucking skinwalkers. We got UFO, paranormal. We don't care. Demons. Give it to us. Anything scary that ever happened to you, please tell us. We love that shit. Strangers. Weird strangers. We love that. Do love weird strangers. Ooh, fun scary story. Someone got shot on our street the other night. Do you know that? You know what? I heard the gunshots, but I was like, wait a minute. I heard a lot of gunshots, and I was like, oh, shit, uh, maybe it was just fireworks That's again. what I thought. That's but then when, when we went over to McDonald's a few hours later, all of Monroe was blocked off, like, right outside fucking Honda. Yeah, I saw your Snapchat. I was like, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Oh, yeah, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. <laughs> like that vine? Okay. I love that vine. <laughs> um, all right, now that we've given you, hopefully, what is an adequate rundown of what a skinwalker is, we would like to just read you some stories, honestly. Ooh, yeah. I'm excited for this. I'm so excited. All right, uh, should we rock, paper, scissors to see who goes first? Yes, but the biggest question is, is it one, two, three, shoot, or one, two, shoot? Oh, definitely one, two, three, shoot. Okay, okay. I'm going to fuck this up. All right, let me crack my knuckles. I'm so bad at this. All right, ready? Let's do this. Ready? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. (gasps) Everyone on Earth! Everyone on Earth always does scissors every time. I heard that. What is it? But you know, I was also watching... We um, both did scissors. I'm now realizing you guys couldn't (laughs) see that. (laughs) All right, anyway... Okay, ready? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot! I oh, went, no! I did scissors bitch. again because I gave you the red herring to think I wasn't going to do yeah, scissors again. Yeah, I did paper. I was going to do rock, but... I had a 50-50 chance of winning. <laughs> All right. I hate math. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> the fuck? Um, all right, so this one I got off of Reddit. Off... It, we're going to tell you the like the usernames of everybody that we get them from on Reddit or wherever else. However, this one was literally all numbers, and it said, like, not Diak. Oh, I think it said Diak. 
or oh. deleted. Oh and, yeah, they might have deleted their account because your posts still stay on Reddit even yeah. if you delete your account. So anyway, this is from somebody whose best friend is named Karen. So if your best friend is named Karen, so this story comes from the best friend of Karen. I decided to join my bestie Karen for a three-day stay at her grandmother's place on the res. Her grandmother lives near a place called Tuba City, Arizona, in the middle of nowhere but surrounded by rural homes. We go to college together and I was kind of interested to know about the Navajo tradition. The first day we stayed, it was pretty chill, nothing out of the ordinary, but then her grandma, who was not that old, around 67, said that a stray dog came out of nowhere and wouldn't leave. To me, it did kind of act strange and ugly looking. Black Aww. shaggy coat looked like a mix between a German Shepherd and a Lab. Here's the thing. Some dogs Wait, those just, would be cute. just aren't that cute, okay? It, that doesn't mean it's a skinwalker. <laughs> Chihuahuas. It's, I have a Chihuahua. I know. <laughs> I mean, he's cute. But no, I... he's not. <laughs> he's a demon. I never wanted that dog. Anyway, just because a dog is ugly doesn't mean it's a paranormal creature. Okay. That night, we were watching a movie in the living room, which had big windows that looked out onto the front where the cars were parked. The curtains were wide open, Grandma was in the kitchen cooking dinner, and we were watching a movie. Next to the window is a medium bookshelf where DVDs are kept. Karen went to put a DVD we had just watched, but she freaked out because the stray black dog was staring at us through the window, standing on top of a wooden box outside. Not something normal dogs do from my point or from hers usually my dog which is a house dog scratches the door to be let in res dogs aren't house dogs and dogs inside houses are frowned upon in navajo tradition meant to protect the house and owner which is interesting hmm. the other dogs outside seemed to stay away from it karen opened the door and yelled at it to get off the box and it ran off behind the shed we went to tuba city to get some groceries came back to the house and the dog was nowhere to be seen so nothing unusual grandma went to visit some people so it was just karen and i about five o'clock we heard someone trying to open the door both of us looked out since there had been no card heard or no dogs barking looking out the living room window to the door and there was the dog trying to open the door with its paws two paws wrapped around the brass doorknob standing on its hind legs <sighs> I thought that was really weird, but I wasn't super freaked out, but Karen was. She opened the door and chased it off. Grandma came back later, and Karen told her Grandma didn't like what she heard. She got ready to sleep. We slept in the spare bedroom since it had two beds. One window with curtains opened a little. We turned off the lights, but there was sounds coming from on top of the roof. Pitter-patter footsteps and scratching sounds and panting. It then sounded like it jumped off onto a large plastic barrel that they had. At first, we heard what sounded like barking, but as it grew louder, the other dog seemed to be barking at something also. All of a sudden, something was running around the house and barking, and it was a dog. Nope, it wasn't. The barking sounded human. A deep male voice, voice barking like it knew that we knew it wasn't a dog. Woof, 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 roof, roof, arf, arf, arf. Just exactly like that, adding the W's, R's, and A's. What the Then fuck? panting again by the window, and we started freaking out. Karen decided to, in my opinion was stupid, open the curtains to look out. There was the stray dog on its hind legs looking into our bedroom, but this time it stunk, and what I thought were two black holes in the neck, another pair of eyes twinkled. Think of those ugly glossy spider things. And the paws were deformed-looking hands with overgrown, somewhat thick and sharp fingernails. Again, we both screamed, and shutting the curtains closed, Grandma came running through the door and seeing it. First thing she did was grab ashes from the fireplace, load three shells into the shotgun from under the bed, bless herself in Navajo, and went outside to shoot it, yelling in Navajo about how the thing wasn't welcome here and to get the hell out of here for 
and for it to go linger somewhere else. Dang, I love grandma. Right? <laughs> she badass. Right? Bad bitch. Them both being traditional, the next day they called a medicine man to come over and put cedar in. He prayed over everyone with cedar smoke and an eagle feather, blessed the place, made us eat bitter herbs called eagle's gull or something that made and gave me an arrowhead. Apparently I needed to carry one for protection and a little pouch called corn pollen. Seems to work pretty well. The medicine man said the dog was a skinwalker, which in Navajo is a long word, but I call them Yoshis. The body mm. of a stray dog, which was killed by the skinwalker, made an illusion so we wouldn't know it was not a real dog. He also said that Yoshis tend to harm people by using some sort of human bone straw to spit at to spit at someone. Think spitballs, only deadlier. And get human bones into them. Doctors can't detect it, but the medicine man that day pulled a piece of human skull out of Grandma's right shoulder, Whoa. pretty big, about two inches long and one centimeter thick. It was real because we watched him pull it out of her. That was intense. Whoa. That's crazy. I wish that lady was my grandma. <laughs> She's badass. I'd be freak. I'd be shit in my pants. First of all, the syntax of trying to read that was impossible. <laughs> I don't know who wrote that. <laughs> but I thought that was so fucking creepy that, like... Uh, I don't know, like, it's creepy it's like a already, and then it's so obviously not really a dog barking. Yeah. That it's, like, a man yeah. saying woof woof. Yeah. First of all, a man. <gasps> Second of all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I thought that was really creepy. How do you feel? Yeah, no, that... I don't know. I feel like when you, you think of creatures like this, evil creatures like this, they'd be able to, like, disguise their voices better like yeah. i feel like it's kind of weird for them to just be like but Woof. and and that's the thing at this point they said that it seemed like he knew that they knew he wasn't really a dog yeah so he knew they were on to him so he just gave up all pretenses and was like yeah i'm gonna scare the shit out of you is what i got from that yeah makes sense <gasps> creepy uh yeah that one's good all right what do you got like for that. me all right so this one's um a pretty short one it's from a Redditor named Navajo underscore Joe. I think I have two stories by him, but the other username has two zeros in it. So, anyway. I don't think it has a title. I was a kid when this happened. My uncle and I were finishing up chopping slash gathering firewood for my grandmother because it was getting dark. Sorry, <laughs> I know this story. I'm very excited. <laughs> because it was getting dark. Driving back on a dirt road at about 30 miles per hour, give or take 5 miles per hour. <laughs> I had, so specific. I had this awful sense of being watched. Before I could turn to look out my window, the passenger side, my uncle quickly shouted, Don't! I completely froze. My heart felt like it was beating out of my chest, then completely stopped when I heard a tap, tap on my window. <gasps> My uncle sped up and was loudly praying in my native language. I didn't know what was going on, and I thought it was over until our truck suddenly dipped from the bed. My uncle then started saying, look at me, and don't turn away, over and over. Then I heard it again, tap, tap, but from the window behind me. It was getting harder for me to breathe, and I wanted to cry. A minute or two passed, and the truck dipped again. My uncle looked around and sighed. It was quiet besides the truck and the road. He looked at me and said, we will ask your father to do a prayer in the morning so the evil will forget our faces. And he said this in Navajo, but that's like the English equivalent. Mm -hmm. I remember curling up on the seat and just staring at the radio, watching the time, listening to my uncle sing an old prayer till we got to my grandmother's house. I called my uncle because I had a nightmare about that night. We talked about it for a bit. He said, I didn't see faces, just eyes, like brake lights you see on the road. It watched you. Before hanging up, I tried joking with him about it. 
Why didn't you just step on the brake when it was in the back? No laughter, just a pause, because it wasn't alone. <gasps> ah! Ugh. Imagine you just driving along, and you get, like, surrounded by a bunch of, like, fucking skinwalkers. Something just jumps in the bed of your truck yeah. while it's you're like running along the hour. side. Imagine at all that you're driving and something starts tapping on your window. That's terrifying. Ugh. That's inherently... Any kind of tapping on windows is scary, okay? Tap, tap. <gasps> yeah, tapping, no good. No good. Literally, anytime there's a tap on any window, I'm like, meh. Windows, no good. Yeah, no, fuck that. No. Mm-mm. Okay. Anyway, that was a fantastic story. Time for my next one. All right. So this next story I actually heard on another podcast years ago, which mm-hmm. is what got me into Skinwalkers. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we mentioned earlier in like the lore of Skinwalkers, some, a lot of times they believe that they can't just come into your house. They kind of have to be Invited, allowed in. Like vampires? Kind of. There, it, it seems like that's believed in some traditions and in other traditions it isn't. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. One of the really big things about a skinwalker is that they try to lure you out because like I said they can impersonate somebody's voice like Mm -hmm. they can impersonate like even a person you know and this is like a really big thing with for a lot of superstitious people like my mom is incredibly superstitious and she has told me before that if you hear someone calling your name but you don't see that person to not follow it Or if someone calls your name and you say, what? And they don't say anything, do not go look for whoever called you because that's, like, spirits kind of lure you that way. They can, like, impersonate the voice of someone you know and, like, lure you away. I've had that happen before. I just thought I was crazy. Which, one time when I, like, got my first cell phone when I was a kid, I was, like, riding my bike down the road, and I must have accidentally called my brother in my pocket because I, I'm in the, like, I was on back roads alone on my bicycle, and I was, like, 14, and I heard my brother's voice very distantly going, Marissa? Marissa? And I was like, oh my god, my mom was right. (laughs) But it was just my cell phone in my pocket. Ah, yes, the days of butt dialing. (laughs) I remember those. But yeah, so that's a really big part of a lot of different traditions and different legends from, a, a, oh yeah, you know, kind of all over the world. Oh, it's yeah. like to not follow disembodied voices, yep. <laughs> just in general. It's the same thing with the Wendigos. Yep. Same thing. Uh, or like spirits or spirits. even people sometimes trying to like lure people in is such a yes. big thing. Like there was a thing a long time ago about witches would pretend to cry Yep, or the forests. Yes, they would pretend to cry, so people would hear a crying woman and be like, oh my god, let me help you, and then, you know, fall victim to witchery. I'm pretty sure there were serial killers that would, like... Who used a crying baby. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, um, like, recordings. Yeah. Like, like, a serial killer would have a recording of a crying baby to lure people out of their houses, especially women. Yep. And then kill them. Which... If I ever hear a crying baby, I'm just gonna fucking leave it there. What? You will be a wonderful mother. Your own ass baby. If I didn't, if I didn't see a baby in my immediate surroundings, I would not go seek it. That's fair. <laughs> there was a random ranker story I was reading once that this person was just driving on like a back road highway in the middle of the night, and they saw a baby crawling across the middle of the road, <laughs> and they were like, "What the fuck?" And they like slammed on their brakes and watched this baby. And upon closer inspection, it was a baby doll being pulled on a string from inside the tree line. <laughs> I don't know, I but like, but like, someone was trying to get people to stop and get out of their car. Don't mind me, just taking my baby for a walk. Yeah, what the hell? JK, I actually want to eat you. It's like <laughs> fishing, but with a baby. 
and cars. Anyway, Extreme Frogger. So basically, the lore is relevant to this next story. That's why I'm mm-hmm. setting it up right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this one is from Madam Fizzgig on Reddit. Sweet. I'm very excited about this one. It was titled, It Was Trying to Lure Me Into the Woods. And it reads, background, I'm a female. This occurred two years ago when I was 18. Every summer, my family and I go to camp about a three-hour drive from my house. The camp itself is about an hour from the nearest town. I've been going to this camp my entire life because my family owns it and have never had an incident like this happen before. I was watching TV in the middle of the night. Both of my brothers and parents had gone to bed. I heard a noise coming from the kitchen and realized that the dogs needed to go outside to do their business. So I took my brother's two pit bulls and my affin pincher which is a, it says in parentheses, tiny dog, (laughs) outside after turning on the porch light. I walked around to the front yard and let my dogs off leash. It's so incredibly dark in the woods that the porch light really only illuminated the porch and nothing else, so I tried to keep an eye on them. I was momentarily distracted when I saw a loon, which is a wild bird, on the Mm -hmm. lake. When I looked back, I saw that the pit bulls were both looking at something in the woods. I couldn't see what it was, but I assumed that they'd seen a squirrel or a raccoon. It was then that I realized I didn't see Alfie anywhere. She's an awfully small dog, and she's completely black. I called for her a few times and heard some soft whimpering right where the dogs had been looking earlier. I took a couple steps in that direction and called for her again, worried that she might have gotten her paw stuck between the rocks or gotten in a snake hole. Suddenly, I felt something moving behind me. I whipped around and looked down, and it was Alfie. She'd been staying close to me the whole time, I just hadn't seen her. So naturally I was thinking, if Alfie is here, what the fuck is in the woods? I took another step forward and the pit bulls began to growl. They were slowly advancing and now were on each side of me, looking right into the blackness of the woods. I quickly picked up Alfie and began to back up very slowly. I'm not sure what I thought was there, but there are a lot of animals and I figured the dogs knew better than I did since I couldn't see anything. Right as I turned around, I heard the most absolutely bone-chilling thing I've ever heard in my life. Coming from the direction of the woods, I heard something or someone call Alfie's name. It sounded almost as if it was trying to mimic me, but it was just slightly wrong. The voice sounded really distorted and almost seemed to wail. I freaked the fuck out and ran inside with the dogs. I have no idea what was out there in the woods. My camp is essentially a log cabin overlooking a lake, and our nearest neighbor, who is also family, lives at least a half mile in the opposite direction of where the thing was. That's fucked up. Yeah. So that's that's like... scary. Yeah. That they're, like, impersonating somebody's voice. Like, your own, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if trying to scare her by calling her dog Or trying name, to lure the or dog. Or they're trying yeah. to lure the dog so that mm-hmm. she would follow it. Yeah. That's, yeah. Imagine the dog's name was, like, mashed potato. And you just hear that in the woods. <laughs> I don't know if that was necessarily a skinwalker story, but it's one of the stories could've that got been. me interested in skinwalkers. Yeah, I mean, so, it could have been. Who knows? I love it. And there have been a lot of stories that I've heard or read about skinwalkers taking over people's dogs or, yep. like, impersonating somebody's dog. Mm-hmm. Like, there was one... I don't have the story written down, but I'm just kind of vaguely remembering it because I heard it in the same podcast that I heard this one, that this guy, his dog started barking outside, so he was like, oh, I don't remember letting the dog out, but I probably did a while ago. And then he went over to the door and opened the door and was standing out on the porch, and his dog was standing just at the edge of, like, where the porch light covered, barking at him. And he was like, well, are you fucking coming inside or not? And, like, it wouldn't get much closer, but when it slowly did get closer, he realized that's almost my dog but not quite 
but not quite my fucking dog. And it was, like, clearly trying to get him to come more outside, and he wouldn't. So he was, like, really freaked out, and he just, like, kind of went back in the house and started looking around to see if his dog was in the house, and it was literally sleeping on his bed. And it was, like, almost his dog was just barking at him outside, (laughs) trying to get him to come out. I hate it. And by hate it, I mean I love it. But I hate it! You hate to love it. You do hate to love it. Alright, this one's by Navajo Joe, zero, zero. Not sure if it's the same guy from before. <laughs> Just a little bit of a different name there. Two different Navajo Joes. Yeah, I guess so. I guess Joe's a common name. Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> so, this is my father's story written from his perspective. When I was about 11 or 12, we lived in a small house made of mud and stone, a lot like our house now. It was two of my brothers and I in the house. Everyone else had gone to the... Oh, God, I'm going to butcher it, even though it's only five letters. Yemez Yemez Feast. I think it's a Navajo um, feast. And left us to tend the sheep. We were getting ready for bed when we heard the dogs going crazy outside. Thinking it was nothing more than coyotes howling in the distance, we told them to be quiet. We began to drift off into sleep, and the dogs would not shut up. Somehow I was able to go to sleep for a few hours. Then I woke up very late in the night. It was very quiet and still in the house, save for my brother snoring and breathing. (laughs) I realized I needed to use the outhouse and woke up my brother to take me there. He teased me about being scared, which I certainly was. We went out with our flashlight to the outhouse. The dogs began with their crazed barking out in the sagebrush, going from one place to the next. My brother went first and I waited outside for him. While waiting, I tried to follow the dogs with my flashlight. Suddenly, there was a very loud whine from one of the dogs. Then everything went quiet again. It was really too quiet for that time of year. Uh. Not even the sheep were making noise. Suddenly, I heard a few of the dogs going completely mad by the truck. When I looked over, there was this man. He was unbelievably tall, leaning one arm on the cab roof of the truck. He was looking at the dogs for a little and then suddenly kicking one of them. Rude. They all scattered in different directions. The thing looked up at me, and I saw its face. It had a pure white face, like a full moon, two burning red eyes, and a slight smile that was pure black. I could not move or make a sound. It began to walk towards me with long strides until it finally towered over me. All I began to see was a dark red, like the color of blood when you cut the throat of a sheep. What the fuck? Wow. How specific and terrifying. Good visual. Um... (laughs) I kept getting deeper and deeper into its eyes. I could faintly hear my brother coming out of the outhouse. With this, the thing looked up at him. Reality came rushing back to me. I noticed that my brother was too distracted with his buckle to realize what was going on. I also noticed this thing's long hands hovering just inches from my head. Its skin was black ash, and he smelled like a bloated dead animal in summer. I was still unable to move or speak. The skinwalker began to move towards my brother. Finally noticing this figure, my brother became paralyzed as I was. Closer and closer it drew, reaching an arm out towards my brother's head. Something finally snapped in me, and I became unbearably angry. I broke from the trance and lunged at the skinwalker, raising my arms like a wild animal and burying my teeth at it. A growl came out that I never knew I could make. I became more and more angrier at the thing that was trying to hurt us. It kept that smile at first, but the angrier I got, the more the smile faded. Finally, with everything I had, I began to make this primal roar at it. It fell backwards and ran away into the night. Looking back at me, its eyes were dim and dull, its smile now long since gone. The next morning, my family returned home 
from the feast. After relaying the story to my parents, they quickly hired a medicine man. The end. Uh, how did he just, like, scared away by screaming? You know what? I was, when I was reading that story. If it's, like, story, an all-powerful skinwalker, yeah. like, what? Well, when I, when I was reading the story, I was like, what? I mean, how do you scare a skinwalker? I was like, ooga booga. You know, like, I, I don't know. Maybe this dude could scare one because maybe he's just scary. I don't know. But I sure couldn't. That's like, you got some balls. That Yeah, honestly, to yeah. To try to do that. You know? And you must be really fucking scary if you scared a skinwalker. <laughs> right? You must be a bad bitch. Did it say how old he was when this happened? Um, I think he said when he was 11 or 12. Yes, when he was 11 or 12. So he's just badass. Or maybe the skinwalker is just a pussy for some reason. Maybe he's new at it, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that my, um, toilet isn't outside of my house. That would suck. Can you, I would literally piss in bottles. I would not oh, go outside. Yeah. I would not go outside. I'd oh, have a little no. chamber pot under my bed. Yeah, hell no. I, there's absolutely no way. In fact, okay, so I had a friend when I was in, like, middle school, high school, who had a, like, cabin on a lake, and they had, like, only an outhouse, and it was, like a lake that a lot of people lived around. Like, it's not like it was in the middle of nowhere. It was, like, mm-hmm. basically living in a little village, mm-hmm. but, like, a wooded village. I don't know. I would hold it all night before I would go out there and be in an outhouse at night. Just Fuck simply that. not a chance. Hell no. This is from Trey Lightning on Reddit. Trey says, Whenever my mom would take us on a road trip to her hometown on the Navajo reservation, I'd occasionally ask her to tell me a skinwalker story along the way. I remember every story she's told me, when we were driving through the miles of nothing at night. Luckily, nothing ever happened to us during those drives. Anyways, this is one of the stories, and it came out, and it came from my auntie. So my auntie and some of her friends used to party a lot back in the day. They'd hop in a beaten down van, drive out to the boondocks, and just drink and have fun. Which, as someone also from the boondocks, nice. <laughs> of course, this all took place on the Navajo reservation after sunset. On this particular night, it's that's what they were doing. Everything was going good and whatnot when all of a sudden they heard what sounded like rocks being thrown at their van. Everyone gets quiet and they wonder what the hell is going on. The sound of rocks being thrown stops and suddenly something jumps on top of the van roof. Everyone starts panicking as the realization sets in and hurry to lock all the doors. My auntie jumps in the driver's seat and tries to start the engine. Of course, the beaten down van refuses to start. Whatever is on the roof is still up there making banging noises at this point. It's jumping up and down. My auntie is freaking out, and then she sees a hand with long nails reach over the roof and start scratching the windshield. When, then whatever was on the roof jumped off. Everyone was still freaking out and yelling at my auntie to start the van, and she kept trying. That's when she sees the skinwalker walk up to the driver's side window and stare at her just a few inches away. Well, that's when my auntie jumped in the back and started praying for her life. Minutes pass and the skinwalker appears to leave. My auntie hum- jumps back in the driver's seat and gets the van to start, and off they go. Very Jeepers Creepers. Yeah. I wonder why they like jumping on trucks and stuff so much. Probably trying to get them to come out. Why would you come out when it's on top? To be like, hey, who's making all that racket? I'm just fucked up. <laughs> no, just kick the back door of the van open. I don't know what the fuck bills you're paying to be jumping on this thing like that. <laughs> you gonna pay for these repairs? You Yeah, you better give me that insurance information right now. Yeah, we're taking this to insurance. What's your lawyer's name? <laughs> I'm calling the cops. Okay. The story is a tiny bit longer. Okay. Should we each read, like, one more? Because I think yes. I have one that's longish also. Yeah, I think that I think that works because I think we got a lot. Cool. So this 
story is by um, a Redditor user named Nordic Alchemist. So, as many of you might already know, many Navajo people, including my own family, are very reluctant to speak about skinwalkers. Wait, he's Nordic and Navajo? Or that's just his username. He thought it was cool. I don't know. What a dope combo that would be, though. Like Vikings mm. and such. Ooh, nice. Okay. Sorry. Anyway. We're very reluctant to speak about skinwalkers because it is believed to attract their attention. Well, I, however, grew up away from the Navajo Nation and was very naive about the subject. When it came to skinwalkers, I was an absolute skeptic. My mom used to tell a story about how back in the 80s when she lived with her siblings and my grandparents, still in Shiprock but the southern outskirts, about how she and my aunt saw a skinwalker just outside their driveway under a streetlight. She described it as a black dog with dirty fur, a twisted noodle-like front leg, and these unnatural eyes with a soft, burnt orange glow. Me being my own closed-minded, self-doubted every word, but I never said my doubts aloud. But these doubts totally changed last year when I went to my grandparents' house last October. Me and my family had just finished um, scourging the carnival at the Navajo Nation Fair and called it a night. The house was close enough where we could walk home in just 10 minutes, so we did. When we got there, it was about 9 at night, where we stayed up until about 2, catching up about family affairs and the local news. It was during that time that I just decided to open my mouth and blurt out the question, Hey, are skinwalkers real? Guys, I asked. You shouldn't be speaking about that, my grandma said, with almost a disturbed yell in her voice. So she and my grandfather both decided to go to bed. After being scolded by my mom, one of my aunts chimes in with a very cautious tone and says, They're real, all right. Had a few start screaming outside of my trailer in Farmington just a few nights ago. Your cousin had nightmares the whole night and woke up crying that morning. Not wanting to push the discomfort any further, we all decided to go to bed. Now, the trailer slash home is pretty old, and it was a really nice night, so we slept with the windows open with screens to prevent bugs coming in. Everyone had drifted off to sleep except me because my mind was still going a mile a minute about skinwalkers and wondered if I ever encounter one while here on the reservation. As a kid, I was told it's taboo to think about skinwalkers because it can still call their attention. Mm. That's when the shit totally hit the fan. Just as I was settling in and finally getting relaxed for sleep, I started to hear something moving outside. I get up from the couch and start wandering over to the kitchen window. In the trailer, all the rooms have the lights out, so the only visible light that can be seen is from the porch light out front. I was thankful for this because I told myself if it really was a skinwalker outside, then hopefully it wouldn't notice me seeing it. So I muster up the courage and take a quick scan outside. From the porch light, all I can see is the dusty ground and the vehicles that my family drove along with some old metal trash cans that stood beside the road. Looking for about a good five seconds, I wasn't able to see anything, so I was getting ready to turn around and walk back to bed thinking it was just a stray cat or something. Only have taken two steps, I hear what sounds like a distorted scream coming from outside. Definitely close by. Fear rising, I look outside again, and there I see it. A coyote-like figure was staring at my direction from behind the cars, just outside of the reach of the porch light. Only it looked awfully wrong, and it gave off an evil vibe just from seeing it. It was gray with very disheveled hair, and a horrific orange-red soft glow came from its eyes. I noped the hell out and ran back to the bedroom. 
It was at this moment I had begun to notice an awful stench in the air that smelled like rotting meat. I started trying to wake up my mom who was like, OMG, it's almost 3 a.m., what do you want? <laughs> I immediately began in a shaking voice, there's something scary outside. Then she said, now annoyed because I woke her up. Ugh, it's probably just a stray animal or something. It's the res. Animals wander all the time at night. She obviously wasn't getting the drift of what I was saying, so I screamed, there's some Blair Witch Project shit going on outside, ma. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be me. That got her attention. That's literally how I speak to my mom. <laughs> that got her attention. What? What the hell are you talking about, she said. Then we heard it. The thing outside started making more of its dreadful like screams and started what sounded like thrashing outside on the ground. Hear that? That's what I'm talking about. So both her and I go back out looking outside the window and the coyote thing was making its way to the door. It walked with an odd limp and dragged its back right leg as if it was handicapped. <laughs> we could hear it start to scratch against the door and made this odd muffled moaning sound. My mom went and got my dad and they both started shouting in Navajo all sorts of words telling the thing to go away and saying it's not welcome here. We, with all this commotion, was enough to get the rest of the trailer up as they came out in the hallway. The only thing my mom did was turn to them and said, Skinwalker, while proceeding to point to the door. And noises are still happening. Apparently, they already knew exactly what to do, as my grandfather got out a handgun from a drawer and a bag of ashes. He coated a few bullets and loaded them into the gun and went straight to the door. Yelling out more Navajo that was too fast for me to comprehend, he swung open the door and fired twice. Nothing. The thing managed to escape before my grandpa could put a bullet in it. That's the fastest one I've ever seen, said my grandpa. Next thing you know, my aunts and my parents are freaking out about what just happened, saying stuff like, what if it comes back tomorrow? And it saw us. Does that mean we're targets now? Afterwards, my grandparents calmed everyone down, myself included, saying we'll be fine, and we all went to bed around 3-ish. Morning comes, and my grandparents call one of their neighbors and explain to them what happened. Apparently, one of them was a medicine man who used to partake in... Ye be cheese. Cheese? Sorry. Ye, ye be ches. It's a Navajo ceremony used for healing and curing sickness. And I totally butchered it. I'm sorry. <laughs> and came over to bless each family member and the grounds outside. Ooh. The end. Yo, the whole family just like came together to be like, get the fuck out! I just love the way that person wrote that story because that's literally like how I talk to my family. I'll be like, dude, yeah. Be like, get the fuck up, ma. I know it's 3 a.m., but there's something outside, and you gotta come see it. It should be, we should make it clear, not in a disrespectful way, just in a, we have very casual, friendly relationships with our moms. Oh, yeah. In which me and my mom, like, call each other up on the phone and be like, yo, bitch! And we're like, what's up, biatch? Yeah, we're we're the same, me and my, we're the same people. Like, me and my mom are the same way. All right, so I've got one more. It's a little bit longer, too. I actually only, like, skim-read this one, so I'm kind of excited to read all of the details. Mm-hmm. Um, so this comes from Dark Raven on Reddit, and it's going to be our last story for the evening. Ooh. It's called Skinwalker in the Woods. I live right next to the Navajo Reservation and have made friends with many of the people there my age. We like to hang out, play video games, and just be normal teens. Sounds cool. I walk Mm -hmm. over a lot since my best friend lives a little less than a mile away from me. It isn't a long trek and usually it takes about 25 to 30 minutes. I've made this trip dozens of times and have grown very comfortable with it. I know the people along the way so I'm not scared or on edge. There's a patch of forest, however, about halfway there. It's a little unnerving sometimes. There's always that feeling of being watched. This is a regular occurrence for me so I tried to just ignore it and shake it off as my mind playing tricks on me. 
This day, I spent more time at my friend's house than I meant to, and when I left, it was already getting dark. I reached the stretch of forest right as the sun disappeared from the sky. I shivered a little as I readied myself to begin the journey through. I was ten steps in when I heard a branch snap. You know the sound, the one that screams that there's definitely someone or something there with you. I froze, not sure of what to do next. Should I run? Should I turn around and book it back to my friend's house? I didn't know the best option in this situation. I whispered, hello, hearing my voice crack as the words fell from my lips. I don't know why I even opened my mouth, but it was out there, so I listened for any reply. My heart sank when the answer came back in the sound of my voice. Oh, no. Hello? Oh, no. I started to breathe too fast, my heart pounding against my chest. I felt like I might faint. Hello? My voice came again, but not from my mouth. I wanted to run, but my feet felt cemented to the ground. I couldn't scream. I couldn't reply as my voice echoed over and over from a short distance away. I couldn't pinpoint exactly where it was coming from. It sounded like it was everywhere around me. Hello? 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 It repeated. Stop it! I finally managed to say. Everything went silent. For a long minute, nothing happened. The air grew stale, and I realized for the first time that there was no typical forest sounds. There were no bugs, no frogs or crickets. Nothing. I stood there terrified, waiting to see what would happen next. Stop it! It mimicked back. Oh my God. I'd had enough and was willing to, and was willing my heavy legs to move. Before I could take a step, I heard rustling in the bushes twenty feet to my left. I watched in horror as a deer head with huge antlers protruded from the bush. As it came further out and stood up on twos, I took off. I flew out of those woods and all the way home in record time. I said nothing to my mom when I got there. I just went up to my room, laid down, and thought about what happened. My mother came in at some point and asked if everything was all right. I replied that yes, I was just tired. I didn't know why I didn't tell her. I guess I might have been afraid how she would react. I called my friend and told him everything. He freaked out and told me that no matter what happened that night to not reply or look out my window. This terrified me even more. He said to call him the next morning and he would explain more and that he had to speak to his grandfather as soon as possible. That night, I didn't sleep at all. I stayed awake listening to every little sound the night brought. Around 3 a.m., just as I was about to drift off, the air changed, the night sounds quieted. I felt my heart begin to pound. I lay there and waiting, pulling the covers up over my head like a child, far too scared to move. It came after a long moment. Hello? I cried. It was all I could do. Hello? Stop it! It mocked what I had said in the woods again. It was terrifying enough when it copied what I said. But then it did something new. It called my name. Amy? In my mother's voice. Amy? Amy, come here. Hello? Stop it! My own voice again. For the rest of the night, the creature outside my window called my name in my mother's voice and repeated what I had said over and over. In the morning, when the sun broke through the dark, it finally stopped. I fell into a fitful sleep. I woke around 12 to my friend calling to tell me he had spoken to his grandfather and could explain what happened to me. He said that the creature, it was the creature they called Yi Naldlushi. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. He who goes on all fours, or a skinwalker. He explained that it was an evil witch that used dark magic to transform into an animal with the attributes it required and it had caught my scent and knew me now. I was also given a warning that since it knew me, it would always follow me, that I would have to be careful. Last night, I heard scratching on my window, then a low hum. The creature began saying my name again, but also adding in things I hadn't said in my mother's voice. At one point, it started calling my name, but drawing out really far, like, Amy. Oh, hell no. It tried to get me to come outside or to open the door and let it in my house. This went on all night. At this point, I feel like I'm going crazy. I don't know what to do. Is it seriously going to stalk the shadows around me for the rest of my life? I don't think I can take that. 
You know, that skinwalker is an asshole. Real asshole. Here's that's, the thing about like this story, girl. though, is like, normally they say when you run into a skinwalker, they're like, go see a medicine man or a chief. Yeah. So why is he just like, yeah, you're stuck with it now? Yeah. Or like they give you something to carry. Right. Also super weird that I mentioned earlier that it's my mom that's so superstitious about unseen people calling your name. And my mom's name is Amy. Mm-hmm. And then I just read the story and I'm like, wait a second, that's what? so fucked up. Did my mom actually write this? That skinwalker is a <laughs> fucking asshole. He's acting Ugh. like a five-year-old. It's real spooky hours. Don't like that? That's spooky. Remind me of the Grinch. You're a mean one. <laughs> no. Mr. Hello. Skinwalker. Hello. You're an idiot. You're, You're He's like, idiot. I'm an idiot. You're, You're an idiot! idiot. <laughs> um, alright, well, that was enough Skinwalker stories. Are you spooked? Yes, and it's, like, just getting to be really dark out. I know. Like, when we started this, I actually commented that I was sad that for the first time in, like, ever, we weren't recording in the dark, but yeah. now it is dark. But we like, have oh. early days tomorrow, so... We have to get up and do real life, we, and that's dumb. Yeah, we have to go to our jobs. Ugh, disgusting. Um, but yeah, that was spooky shit. Yeah. I... Not as spooky as I have been before. Okay. Because, you know, nothing spooky has happened around us tonight. Thank thank God. Um, well, who's that guy behind you? Stop, because I literally <laughs> can't. Um, yeah, so that was fun. I, I really do love talking about skinwalkers, and I think we'll probably down the road do a skinwalker episode again if we talk particularly about Skinwalker Ranch. But it's so hard to talk about Skinwalker Ranch because yeah. it's so like UFO based that it's yeah. like like it's uh, called Skinwalker Ranch, but it's all about UFOs. And now there's like that really there's that YouTube or not YouTube that Hulu show about Skinwalker Ranch yeah. that's just we tried watching that. It's really stupid. it was really lame. Sorry, it's like dudes who made it, but it was super it's so lame. lame. You were falling asleep, so I w- I literally fell asleep when we tried to watch it. It was so nothing happened. There was so much inserted tv magic drama like yeah sound effects and necessary you know creepy score that was just so based around nothing like it was just such a waste of like 80 minutes of our life (laughs) yeah (laughs) 80 minutes that we will never get back Ugh, irritating but yeah skinwalkers are fun they're one of my favorite cryptids folk legends so and since there seem to be no shortage of stories on them i would like to do it again yeah and i don't i mean I don't know if I would call them cryptids just because they stem straight from, like, a yeah, folklore. They're more of, like, a legend. Yeah. I think they just would be, like, a folklore or something. Because, okay, like, well. when you think about, like, Mothman, it's, like, he's a cryptid. Cause he's there's a just, cryptid. He doesn't come from, like, a culture. Like, he's just very mainstream, like... I love him. This is... A big moth man. Watch what you say about my means. He kills things. and He, he has never killed anyone, first of all. I Don't thought he caused a crash or something. He did not cause a crash. He was just there. He was Listen, a bystander. I, I think that it was misconstrued. I think he was trying to he warn people framed. about the silver bridge. And then it collapsed. And people were like, we saw Mothman. And then the bridge collapsed. And then they were like, wow, you know what? Correlation does imply causation. We saw a spooky guy and then something bad happened. It must be his fault. First of all, so that's why he's in hiding. Second of all, profiling. Third of all, third of all, free my boy Mothy. He ain't done nothing. 
So that's why he's been hiding all these years? Yeah. Because he's ashamed that everyone's blaming him for stuff listen, that he didn't do? Listen, yeah. <laughs> okay. He's a good boy. Um, anyway, I think that sums it up. I think we've talked long enough. Oh, yeah. I think this is going to be a gonna have longer a lot of fun. episode. I'm going to have a lot of fun editing this. I think it's definitely going to be different from our other episodes, though. Yeah, so. we, we kind of tried a different setup today. I hope it worked out okay. Hope you guys enjoyed. Um, if you liked the spooky stories, let us know. If you didn't like the spooky stories, let us know. If you have your own spooky stories, I'm literally begging you to let us know. Uh, we want to share them on our campfire episodes. We've been accumulating a few. Mm-hmm. Um, we would like some more. So, again, you can email us at ucf.pod at gmail, or you can follow us, DM us, whatever us. Send us memes. Please send us memes. Come like our memes. We're we hilarious. We make some pretty fire memes. We're, we're, we got a dang meme stash over here. Uh, today's Cryptid Meme Wednesday, so I will drop a cryptid meme. I forgot to, but it's fine. Sweet. It might be a little late, but we're fine. It's Ain't no all, thing it's but good. a chicken wing. I was busy doing this. So, in the meantime, stay spooky, my friends. Woo!